0: you're listening to a comics xf podcast
1: X-Men.
0: Get it. X-Men. Come on. hey everyone and welcome to another excited episode of battle.
1: This is your week of the X-Men Podcast. Where we're going give you a story from A to Z. I'm Adam.
0: And I'm Zach. I'm back, baby.
1: Yeah. I, I'm so excited to have you back. Uh, we had Steph Bird on last episode. and Fantastic. Uh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I, I actually just finished listening to your uh, Gosh Golly Wow episode right before we came on air. So nice job with that. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, I know you're a friend of the pod there, so. Yes,
1: among other things. <laughs>
0: among among other things. No, it, it was great. I love it when I'm, the very few times I'm not on this podcast, and I get to listen to this podcast, because it's like someone made a podcast that I want to listen to just for me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad. No one, else,
0: no one else does that, except for you, Adam.
1: This is what being a co-host is all about, so. Folks, if you missed last episode with Steph Burt, go back and listen to it. If you missed Zack, be weird on, if you
0: missed it. Honestly, I'm yeah. not that much of a draw. If
1: you missed one Zach of us, one of us goes Golly to Harvard. Wow. Yeah, that is true. Uh none of us go to Harvard except Steph. But um if you missed Zach on Gosh Golly Wild, wow, go check that out.
0: Yeah, I was on that. It was great. We talk about we talk about you y'all remember Farron uh from <laughs> Alan Davis Excalibur. <laughs>
1: The, if the answer to that is no, that's fine. Cause no, honestly, no it'll make
0: the episode a little bit better for you. Uh it's great. I get I get to be a dum dum on that podcast with a lot of really smart people. So it was a fun time. It was uh, a fun it,
1: time. Very entertaining. So this week oh. uh we're back. And uh what are we talking about this week, Zach?
0: Oh we're talking we're talking about an Adam's pick here. Uh this is this is an all Silock episode.
1: Yeah. So we've been kind of when we don't have a patron pick we've been picking off of our uh, ideas list and this was a this issue we're going to start with is one that you know we've been kind of joking on air for a while that we would like to talk about this and um that kind of branched off into talking about some psylocke stories this week so zach what is my request what are we starting off with this week
0: uh we're starting off with new mutants annual number two Wild Ways. This is written by Chris Claremont. And wouldn't you know, it's got art by Alan Davis. Ooh,
1: I like the sound of that. And and Alan's inking himself again, too. Uh, so Alan's just like in the himself. jazz words. Yep.
0: Glenn, Glenn, she's doing the colors. Tommy Orris, you know, you know he's on those letters. And he needs those letters because there's so many letters. Uh, this is a wild one for me because, like, I can't imagine reading like reading x-men and then not picking up this random new mutants annual and then trying to figure out what goes on for the next 10 years
1: i i have uh heard a lot of criticism i recently saw uh the last mcu movie the marvels and you know it's kind of fun i have um, not
0: seen that movie
1: yeah it's all right i i, I enjoyed the it.
0: moment it's on the disney plus i will yeah. casually watch it
1: listen, is it the best thing ever? No. But did I enjoy myself for the most part? Sure. Now, what made me think about it in context to this was I heard a lot of people really complaining about the fact that, oh, to watch the Marvels, I have to have watched this TV show and this TV show and seen this movie, et cetera, et cetera. And I was thinking, ah, you simpletons, just to read New Mutants annual number two, all you have to do is have read all of Captain Britain from a UK publisher that you do not have access to. You also have to have read long shot and you have to be up on your new mutants as well. Am I missing and you
0: anything? Better be reading this. If you're reading up candy X-Men.
1: Yeah. Cause it's going to have repercussions for years to come. So it's just made me laugh. Like how much prerequisites you probably should have had, but couldn't have had access to, uh, to, to read this particular uh, single issue in which Betsy it's Braddock, like- who has been blinded, uh, is skiing the slopes by Sleigh Master, is skiing the slopes and gets abducted by Mojo and Spiral.
0: And they give her new eyes.
1: Yes. Mojo we all eyes.
0: know about we all, her radium eyes that she Ooh. has. They're mm-hmm. great. They got little cameras in them. And yeah, Mojo, this is his first appearance outside of Longshot. Like the idea, to my understanding, because Anacenti the editor on this, but you know, Anne and Art Adams always talked about doing a follow up to Longshot. They wanted to do more, and yeah, you know, timing just didn't work out. I mean, Adams became a very hot commodity pretty quick, mm-hmm. and Claremont was essentially saying, "I'll keep him warm for you. I'll I'll throw Longshot into some. I want to do some stuff with Longshot. If you're not going to do them, I'm going to put Spiral in some stuff. She seems neat. Mojo, I'll use him. Uh, and Anne, you're the editor anyway, so like." Uh, You know, we're friends. I'll treat your kids right. So he does that here. And it's odd how important this issue is. It really is weird. Yeah. This is a weird one.
1: It is because uh, Mojo, after abducting Psylocke, uh, pulls his time-honored thing. I mean, I feel like we were just talking about Mojo Worldwide not that long ago. But... You know that's ripped directly off of this, where Mojo starts a kids show and sort of hypnotizes all of these uh, people, including members of the New Mutants. They, the, the what are the little kids called from the Longshot miniseries? I can't remember their name. Oh, the Brat Pack. The yes, Brat the Pack. Brat Pack. Thank you.
0: Um, Man, you, know. you know what? I feel like Nesenti and Jack Kirby are like the two people who love kid gangs <laughs> because Jack Kirby famously a lot of kid gangs. And Ascenti in her two biggest Marvel things uh, have kid gangs. Oh yeah, uh, big, being big Daredevil and Daredevil. Yeah, yep. I'm. I've not read her much maligned Catwoman series from the New Fifty Two, but I my money is on that there's a pack of strays that follows Catwoman. I could be wrong.
1: <laughs> that that tracks for sure. So Mojo uh, captures each one of these characters kind of uh, in. Not only in some cases infantilizes them, you know, like Brian Braddock is turned into a, you know, a small prepubescent like tween, um, but kind of enslaves them into, into his powers. And it's really up to Doug and Warlock, um, who are, you know, turning themselves into one conglomerate of a creature, almost uh, Douglock style, to go and save everybody. So, you know, I think I remembered this having more Psylocke in it, but she's kind of an unconscious puppet for most of this issue. Whereas Doug is really the star.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of Psylocke in it. All things considered. There's a lot of great Doug and Warlock stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, They merge together. In fact, that, that, uh, uh, Alan Davis art of them, like combining Mm -hmm. themselves and becoming one flesh. That's that's something that I have like that was in that DK X-Men encyclopedia. So I was very familiar with that image. I was like I did I did the pointing meme. Like I recognize that one. That one's mine. I know that one.
1: I really enjoy Alan Davis's Warlock. Um you know, he's not as cartoony as Art Adams' Warlock, but he's also much more scraggly like a Sinkevich Warlock. He's like really yeah. riding those 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 two uh parts of the spectrum and it's it's great what i
0: don't think is great but i do find fascinating guess what claremont does with the Doom mutants in this one
1: uh well are are we talking about de-aging aging aging up which which of his tropes would you like to address first
0: i just think chris claremont has a lot of thoughts about body transformation he sure does just like across the board Mm -hmm. i think I think Chris Claremont is constantly thinking about what would happen if your body was different than the body you have now. I think like, so, too. I don't want to read. I'm not reading anything into that. I just think it's like his favorite thing to write. Yeah. It's like mind control, body transformation. And, buddy, if you can body transform while being mind controlled, oh, <laughs> you are you Watch are out. in it, Christopher.
1: I think we we might get some of that later in this episode, but it strangely, won't be from Claremont. I don't want to spoil. I that. hope this.
0: I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs>
1: um, this issue also has a weird thing in it that one of the Brat Pack, um, oh. when they grow up, is essentially Jubilee, except oh yeah, a white, a white becomes redhead.
0: Jubilee for one panel.
1: Yeah, um, calls herself Jubilee, has Jubilee's fireworks powers, so it's kind of a test run of you know what that that character could be.
0: Claremont was absolutely like, no, that was a good idea. I want to do that one again.
1: Yeah, why not? It sounds great. You know who else gets a a little more character here than we normally see from her in general is uh, is Magma. Magma has a lot more agency here, even though she's de-aged down to a child, and you know she has to really stand up for. Her... Oh yeah. I mean, she's never fun, but... Uh,
0: magma. Magma's the type of person that would talk about how her father was the inventor of Toaster Strudels.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Am now, I wrong? She's just the worst. It's it's not great, uh, but, you know, once you start to... I mean, you have to see how serious, sure. as a reader, you're supposed to take her backstory, but this does ask you to take it pretty seriously, which I can't do.
0: I was reading... Uh, marvel unlimited infinite comic uh-huh. recently Adam. Yeah. Uh-huh. and i was generally enjoying it and then they gave me what i have to say is the worst kind of last last page cliffhanger oh, no. thing where they said yeah we have to go to nova roma and I'm like, oh, stop no. come on guys no it's a trap here's never. the thing there are there are traps in x-men nova roma it's a trap they've never done a good nova roma story you're not going to be the one to do it. Mojo, most of y'all can't do it. Like, you want to. I saw I saw a different other Marvel Unlimited Infinite story very, very recently, like this week, that was like, oh, surprise, it's a Mojo story. It's like, ooh, <laughs> you're falling right into it, guys. Stop doing these things. It's those, and I mean, I guess ever trying to do anything with the Phoenix Force is generally
1: a bad idea. Mm.
0: But Kieran Gillen's doing his best. Doing his darndest with it.
1: It's on its way, folks. It, it's going to happen.
0: Uh, anyway, don't fall into the X-Men traps.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're kind of getting into this here because then the most of the issue, it does get more interesting, I think, once we get towards when Doug is trying to free Psylocke and everybody's trapped inside this nightmare scape, which allows Alan Davis to really stretch his legs and do some things that we saw him excel at. Um, In Jasper's Warp, where there's some body horror, there's people transforming into things like carnival, uh, like um, carousel horses. And we also learn that Spiral has some motivation as well, and that she's interested in overthrowing Mojo. So that gives her a little bit more depth. Uh, But really, it's up to Psylocke at the end to just stand up for herself and figure out a way to get out of this mass hallucination and save everybody.
0: Have we mentioned that captain Britain gets turned into a baby in this? And also that this is the first time that Megan appears in like regular, you could buy it in America continuity.
1: We did not mention Megan. I did mention de-aging of Britain because it's, it's just all over this issue. There's aging up, there's aging down. It's there's, uh, you know, in the final scenes of this book, um, Doug. (laughs) Now this is the most Claremont and Alan Davis thing I've
0: ever seen.
1: Yeah. Uh, Doug and Psylocke have managed to rescue everybody. They have saved the day. They're both. Well, Doug is wearing pants. Doug has his
0: pants on. Psylocke is naked.
1: Psylocke is doing naked. Oops. Yeah. Oh no. Coppertone baby. Yeah, so Davis,
0: you cad.
1: Yeah, and who who has to cover up Psylocke's naked body? But Warlock. Um, and it's so interesting to me how one touch from Warlock can kill a living creature, but yet so many people can merge with him and be totally fine.
0: Um, I like to think that Warlock is a, a gentle them and like holding, holding like a little bit of air gap at all times between the Warlock parts and Psylocke.
1: Because yeah, Warlock. So.
0: Warlock, here's the thing, I think Warlock loves Doug, yes. I think we all know Warlock loves Doug, oh, yeah. I also don't think that Warlock is a sexual being by any stretch of the imagination, like, I just, I don't think that that is something, I know Warlock and Danger screwed in that one issue, but that was by Peter David, and we don't have to, I
1: don't like that, people forget about the love triangle, <laughs> I don't like that at Cameron all, Road between no. Danger and Warlock and Doug. I don't like that at all. Let's not do that.
0: Let's not do that. It's not good. It's not no. fun. No one enjoys it. But generally, I don't. I don't see Warlock as a as a sexual being.
1: No, no, he's 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 up to he's not up to no good in this. War, Warlock's being Warlock's being nice. What is
0: weird is how Doug's like, oh, I kind of have a crush on Psylocke, and Psylocke's like, little does Doug know.
1: Yes, and I'm like, yeah, hey, how you're much a fully woman. <laughs> Yeah, this is not cool. You need to, back you need back to off not of the do child. That,
0: psylocke Ugh. They
1: did
0: they didn't know what they were doing with psylocke for a little bit. They figured it out. But like it's like the it's like the Professor X being like, actually, I love Gene in like <laughs> X-Men 2, and then no one ever bringing it up again until Mark Wade was like, see, this is why he's evil. And I'm like, come on. We don't have to bring it up anymore. Again, no. We don't have to talk about the bad stories. We, Adam, you and I do. We, <laughs> as a general conversation with 60 years of comics, do not need to like continually like scoop up a thing of dog poop and put it in everyone's face and say, hey, we can fix this. We can make this good, or at least we're going to talk about this dog poop, right? It's like, no, nah, leave it in the yard. <laughs> we don't have to run it over with the mower. We oh don't have to God. do anything with that. Oh, We don't. I get that it's there, but...
1: I don't need to see it. it it's a, It's amazing to me how many of Claremont's annuals just fall back on some of these same tropes of these side characters. You know, he does go back to the well on Mojo a couple times. He's going back to the Well, he does it when engine. he
0: introduces Longshot at the same freaking time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. it's and then it's both of these characters of the are points. just,
0: they're just in the mutant massacre, but like, halfway through it you're like hey there's these strangers here and betsy's really? a really important part of it by the end you're like i don't if you're just reading x-men all you're thinking is i don't
1: yeah I don't who's this, these two weirdos who's this purple lady purple haired lady and this little spunky dude i don't know um, i don't know these
0: guys but they're gonna be my friends for the next three years
1: yes they sure are i i thought this is pretty good um but it falls into a lot of Claremont territory that I think, you know, is is a little well-worn. At the time, maybe not as well-trod, but, you know, having read lots of them afterwards that are the similar roadmap, it's, it's hard not to look back. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just no fault of Alan Davis. His art looks great. This isn't even the best
0: Chris Claremont mojo body transforms some people into kids annual.
1: No, I would give that to one of the Art Adams ones.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the that's the one where the ex-babies get introduced. Yeah. That one's yeah, better.
1: I agree. Uh, which is
0: not on our list. Oh, but Adam, I mentioned something right there. You know about yes, our list,
1: right? I was gonna say, you gotta introduce the big old list. I don't I don't think I give you the right cue. It's okay. We
0: <laughs> we this is like jazz, buddy. It's all about the cues you don't give. <laughs> it's like I thought polish. that joke was really great. You got that for the audience, but I I got a hearty talk. I laughed.
1: <laughs> You didn't hear me? We're ranking thing? Thing?
0: I think there was a delay. That's all. Uh, we're ranking things on our list from best to worst. All of the X-Men stories. We have ranked 867 X-Men stories. And you know what? We're not running out of them. That's no. such just, a problem. They
1: just keep making them every month, every
0: week. They could, they could stop. And I don't know how long it would take us to run out of this show. It, it, yeah. It's true. I think we would get bored at a certain point because there is only a finite amount of interesting ones left. <laughs> but like we haven't talked about the, the love triangle between Danger and Warlock and Doug Ramsey to the level that we could. So who's to say? Um oh who's to say, especially because that issue is a Spider Man 2099 issue as well. No one remembers.
1: Tell me about this list. I,
0: this list has 867 stories right from Best to Worst. Best X-Men story is Hawksbox Number 200 on this list is X-Men Black Apocalypse. Number 400 on this list is the Jeff Parker Exiles. Number 600 is New Warriors 31, Who Mourns the Hellions. Number 800 is Phoenix Ensong in the worst X-Men story of all time. Number 867 is 2099, World of Tomorrow. Hey, we've got Excalibur 500, Girl School from Heck. Or not Excalibur 500, Excalibur 31 to 34, Girl's School from Heck at 500. How do you feel about this compared to Girl's School from Heck?
1: I think this is much better than Girl's School from Heck. Now, all the way up at 239, we have New Mutants Annual number one. Uh, no, it's worse planet. than that. Okay, so we know we're in between those two things. Is this is better Is this or better or worse? than
0: X-Men Black? Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say if this is better or worse than X-Men Black Mojo number one.
1: Hmm... No, I think this is better than
0: that. Okay, that's at 376. Where were yeah. you looking?
1: Um, well, I was up at 300 and wondering if this was better than Uncanny X-Men annual number 18, which I think it is. I also think this is you better You just than... said a
0: number. I don't remember. Oh, no. I think 18's better.
1: Really? That does yeah. not have Alan on Davis Art.
0: It's got Ian Churchill. Ian Churchill's not bad. I like Ian Churchill. Compared to
1: Alan Davis? What are you talking about? Stop it.
0: I think Alan, listen. You know why I I like that annual?
1: Is because it has that great backup, you know, with with Bishop and Jubilee. But this is better than that. Come on. Plus, as you mentioned, it's, I mean, you're going to put this below negative zone war at 293. We've got to reread Negative. Zone I, War know, I know, I know. It's Buck Wild. We've got some Excalibur here too. Is this better I or are, worse? I than... remember
0: arguing at the time that Negative Zone War was good. Actually, yes. Like when it was coming out, and I think parts of it might be good. Actually, also, I think it might be bad. So mm. who's to say? Am I going to reread X Men Gold in my spare time? Absolutely not. You have to give me five oh. U.S. dollars or make it seem funny. Uh, that I could prank Adam. Anyway, though, below that, b- below two ninety three negative zone war is Excalibur ninety one, which is that time they went to a bar.
1: Yeah, this is and I think than that, that I what this is much better than that, Zach. We have a different that is it's a different Warren different. Ellis issue where they just sit around in a bar and drink. This is much more interesting than that.
0: I don't, Adam. I love it when people sit around at a bar and drink. It's one of my favorite things. Okay. I don't like I, just I, in general is this okay here I'm going to put a ceiling on you I'm putting a ceiling on you
1: yeah, this yeah. is not I'm, better
0: than new mutants 37 if I should die that's at 279
1: no. no it's not and I don't know if it's as good as road trip at 281 it's
0: not it's not I as like good inferno as battle trip.
1: world better I, like I Trial think of Marvel King Knights Raider. X-Men
0: is better that's pretty interesting the rest okay, okay. Okay, I think we're in an interesting spot, because at 287 is Marvel Knights X-Men, at 288 is Excalibur 51, Don't Drink the Water, which Mm -hmm. is the one where they turn into dinosaurs? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, that's better than this. They don't turn into dinosaurs. It's uh, the story of a dinosaur Excalibur.
1: I'm going to... All right, here's what I'm going to say. I think this should go in between the first two issues of the Resurrection Era Gen X and... Age of Apocalypse Factor X, which is just, okay. So that would make it our new 290.
0: I'll. I will accept that. That's 290
1: now? Yes. All
0: right. That's Wild a good ways. spot for it.
1: I have a feeling there's a lot of listeners out there who think that's way too low. But for me, I think that's the right spot.
0: Well, for me in my house, it's way too high, but that's fine.
1: That's I love fine. it. We've split the difference. Now, we are going to see some other sides of Psylocke in these next two uh choices. This second one is um it is billed as the rematch for Mutant Massacre between Psylocke and Sabretooth. This is uncanny it had
0: to happen.
1: Had to happen, enough said. Uh this Nuff is uncanny. Said 328. This is by Scotty Lobs and Joe Mad. And
0: It's 3 it's 3.28. The story is followed up in Sabertooth Special, number one, by Phoebe Niciesa and Gary Frank. Which we've uh, also covered
1: is, on the show
0: before. We have not covered that on the show. I told you that.
1: No, this, the special?
0: We have not covered Sabertooth Special. We haven't? No. Why, why, we ha- why, have, I, why have I read it? <laughs> it's terrible. We had this discussion over Discord when I said, Adam, we forgot to add the Sabretooth Special into this. And then I you said, oh yeah, got it. I can pull up our chat logs right here. Where you said, "Did we cover that?" And I said, "I just checked." I no, we
1: did. I could have sworn we did. It had a variant We every
0: conversation less than five days ago, my dude.
1: Dude, I've been sick all week. Cut me some slack. All right, never, so, never. Scotty lobs. long-standing Say story, Lubs. story here of Sabretooth tooth uh, being inside the danger room, um, hopefully being rehabilitated by good old. Professor X, but unfortunately, Wolverine has pushed a claw through Sabretooth's head and really undone any progress that anyone might have had um, because the glow that, no longer that's works.
0: The, that's the thing, it's anyone might have had because one could argue, and I think Wolverine would, that it wasn't working and that no. Sabretooth just sucks. Yes. Like he doesn't want to be healed. And I do think of any. Individual plot point that uh was going on in the lobdell Nisiesa era. This is probably the most interesting and probably like the best concept that they put through the books at this time is Professor X is trying to do a rehabilitation of Sabretooth, especially because he feels bad because he couldn't rehabilitate Magneto mm-hmm. and like feels like he he had to mind wipe Magneto and all this stuff and like felt like he lost something major there and is trying to make it up and is failing so bad with Sabretooth because Sabretooth is irredeemable and can't be helped. Mm -hmm. Like that's a good, good plot, especially as Sabretooth is being smart the whole time and tricking people, especially tricking like boom, boom or boomer or melt. She's boomer right now. She becomes meltdown after she has a meltdown about all Mm -hmm. of this. That's a good plot. Like, I don't know if execution works the way it should, but in general, like Sabretooth in the Brig, that that's pretty
1: good. I think for a payoff issue, this this rocks because you you have been building in the background of many, many issues that he's up to something. You know that Wolverine put the claw through his head. You know that Boomer has been helping and is getting suspicious and, and annoyed. And it all reaches this boiling point in this issue where you realize this is what Sabretooth wanted. He came here to whether it be a get a high or get fixed or whatever it may be. But now that he doesn't need the quote unquote glow, you know, from from either Jean or uh, Betsy or whoever he's manipulating boom, boom into helping him escape. And that's exactly how this goes down. I loved the Joe mad art in this. It just is really, yeah. um, It is very much like, this is the perfect synergy between the animated series and the comic book. Like if you were coming to the comic from the TV show and you saw this kind of art, you would have been like, God, this is exactly what I wanted. It's I've, very, very different if you've been used to the Cuberts in this era. But
0: have we I, talked about how, in general, I'm not a Joe Mad guy? You, yes, we have. Yes, and but that is echoed here. I'm just like, eh. I'm, could, I'm not you, a Joe Mad guy. could you,
1: could uh, you, see how he still is able to sell the the emotions of the issue? You know the the acting of the characters, despite the more cartoony presence of the characters
0: somewhat but i mean part of it's joe mad part of it's frankly the 1996 uh electric crayon coloring
1: i was gonna Uh, say the coloring in this issue is rough in parts Uh, i i bet you i would actually enjoy the line
0: work a lot more than the colored art that we get because it is the very heavy we just got a computer and we're (laughs) using everything that we can kind of vibe that you got in 1996. And that hurts some books. And it's because that's all together at once. It's hard for me to separate that from the work that Joe Mad does. I also have trouble. Like I'm fine with exaggerated anatomy, but Joe Mad stuff falls into live phone territory for me on occasion. Like, look at the cover, look at the cover, Adam, look at the cover and tell me what's going on. With the bottom half of Psylocke,
1: I actually don't hate the anatomy there. To be honest with you, I mean, I don't it, know how the
0: how anything below her waist works here.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, do legs move like that, or am I just old? Or are you worried about the hips or where the legs are falling into the hips? Y- yes, all <laughs> both. <laughs> it's interesting because, like. Clearly, there's a lot of exaggeration and things going on here, but Joe Mad has such a better understanding of anatomy than Liefeld ever will. He clearly understands musculature and the way that bodies move, but he also has the cartoonist's ability to stretch and pull that in a way that makes it more exciting. Um, and okay, and more but he's pulling
0: the side of the thigh forward, uh, and that's a weird thing. Like I... strongly in front of the butt, and I. Maybe I'm just not a British supermodel that got put into an Asian assassin supermodel's body, but I don't think the body works like that.
1: Oh, I'm listen. I'm not saying it's photographic. That's not its intention. I think that Joe mad understands where bodies like how bodies work. I think he understands musculature. I think he understands the form. You know, there's a couple of uh, really great things in here that, not only showcase that he can do the acting, but also that, you know, he understands the style and references and things that he's pulling from too, right? You know, like the Psylocke saber fight, it's not that different from playing around a street fighter, you know, like when, when you see just how mammoth Sabretooth is coming out of the explosion and then having Psylocke come in and kind of drop kick him in the face She's doing quick... a
0: lot of cami.
1: There is a lot yeah. of
0: cami in her.
1: Yes, yes. And you could tell that Joe Madd, this is where his visual interest lies. And I think he nails it pretty well. You're... Hold on, hold on.
0: You're telling me Joe Mad likes video games?
1: <laughs> uh, it might be true. Um, You're telling also... me the
0: man that stopped making comics because he was playing too much Final Fantasy VIII uh, likes of, video
1: games? One of the greatest comic book urban legends of all time. I mean...
0: My favorite thing about that urban legend is when you say Final Fantasy, especially in the 90s. Yes, I know it was big the whole time, but you assume Final Fantasy 7. And my understanding is, no, he was really into Final Fantasy 8, the one with the school and the dance.
1: Amazing. That's great. What is um, Squall?
0: So... Squall, I think is his name. I don't remember. Wow, I didn't that? play I... Final Fantasy. Oh, I don't He's know. They not...
1: they. have the they have, You've seen the weapons from Final Fantasy 8, right? The, the knife guns? Uh, oh, is that the one? Okay, yes. Yes, I have. I mean, I feel like Seven is the one that everybody knows with Cloud. Yeah, because that's got Cloud Except and Sephiroth and all of your yeah. friends. Only because I've played no. Kingdom Hearts.
0: Squall is in Kingdom Hearts, but in the first one, and I think the second one, I've not played the third one because, I mean...
1: No, I don't have a PS5.
0: It didn't come out when I was a kid. Uh, he He's going by a secret name. I think he's calling himself Leon, which is his last name oh. is Skull. Leon
1: yeah, oh, I think maybe I he, do know who that is. This is not important,
0: isn't it? Because I gotta tell you, squalls a guy with a revolver that has a really big knife on it. Amazing, anyway, it doesn't matter. You're right. None of this matters. Can I tell you why I, what what rubs me the wrong way about this issue, and especially as you get into the Sabretooth special with it? Yeah, please. Sabretooth wins, and by winning, he breaks everything or at least breaks a lot of stuff. specifically, Breaks Psylocke to the point where while she was mostly like, I feel like Psylocke had a bad run in the nineties, even though it's like her hottest, most popular era. Mm -hmm. And she's got that Jim Lee design, like as a character, she, she kind of gets really screwed over, especially here where she gets beaten and bloodied and taken off the table and nearly killed. Same thing with Angel later in this also conflates that, with angel like they try and do a thing in the D one where like angel's really upset because he has a lot of trauma about Sabretooth, but no he doesn't no that was that was harpoon and blockbuster
1: oh right <laughs> ruined his rings yeah. oh i forgot about they're
0: that. like yeah mutant massacre that's the same time right and i was like no
1: oh. i I remember that they they try and yeah you're right they mix up the two stories I it's, I will say weird. this for, for what Scotty Lobs is doing here. Um, I do think as a very dramatic uh, punchline to this entire, like background story that's been going, I do think it's pretty effective. Um, I don't love it when, you know, a, a main female cast member is just kind of, I mean, it's not fridging, but you I'm, you not, know, I'm not
0: even going from that. It's, I think it's weird to have this reference to the other, to this story that was like her intro story, which was look at me. I may be a tough dainty late or maybe a dainty like model lady, but I can still whoop ya, Right. And like, I deserve and I'm tough enough to be on the X-Men. I think it's weird for the callback reference of that to be no, you're not. And then, and I know that this is not a hundred percent on Lobdell or anybody uh, because of how editorial changed. but then for the, like, if that was a, hey, you got beaten down, but you build back up again, because that's right. how these cyclical stories work. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was, actually, you're not weak. You're not strong. We have to give you more mystic ninja powers, and then you're not right. going to use them for a while until you get killed again. That's weird. Yeah. It just, it it, it sits wrong with me because it, it feels like it's, you know, like crumpling up the character and tossing her into the trash, mm-hmm. which I don't... I don't want to say is necessarily the case because like they give her a miniseries. It's just their idea for the next thing with Psylocke was one of the dumbest things that they've done in X-Men. And I'm not even talking about the face tattoo, which I'm fine with.
1: I just, dis- I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think that this character has a weird run. Um, we're going to see some of those interesting things in the next story that we talk about of just like how convoluted can this this one character become. I think for this particular issue, just as a gut punch, it does work. Um, it's effective.
0: Now, now, do you think that the follow-up in Sabretooth special, that's essentially about how Sabretooth is just on the run and they have to still fight him and then he commits suicide by cop i
1: hate that i think it's absolutely terrible it's weird yeah and it's poorly drawn it doesn't have anything in common with the stylistic flourishes of this particular issue gary was... frank i actually i don't hate gary frank he's just a weird pick to go like oh. as the
0: follow up for joe mad
1: yeah it doesn't yeah, it doesn't doesn't work too well. Do so, you
0: know what one thing I think about the saber tooth though in both of these stories? What's that? I think this is exactly like where Victor Lavelle's getting his saber tooth from. Like, That's, Yeah. It's this saber tooth. It it's does this inform, and the Larry Hama, the Larry Hama one.
1: It it really does inform like what you then see as the consequence, you know, of where we've seen him end up in the Krakoa era, right? You know, like you're reading this, you're like, you're right. He is irredeemable. And like, we're not going to be able to fix him. We're not going to be able to let him be part of our society because he's, he's this wild man. So it would make sense that, uh, Hickman, that Laval, they're all going back to this version of the character, um, instead of some of the more heroic versions that we saw, um, in the, in the 21st century.
0: I've got one more thing to say about, about this one, and that is, why did they mostly use the same font for Sabretooth's logo as they did for Spider-Man's scary logo in the 90s? And that's weird. more of a that's more of an indictment of Spider-Man than anything else. That is odd. Why did they do that? I don't know. It's not the exact same logo because it was like hand-drawn, like they were all yeah. doing at the time. But it's like 90% the same logo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, so are we ranking the Sabretooth special? Because that's just bad.
0: Why not? Why not? Let's rank right. both of them. See, now this is going to get fine.
1: this is trickier to rank now cuz I really like 328, but I don't like the special. I think the special is terrible.
0: Well, the good news is I don't really like 328. All so, right. we were going to have to find a happy medium anyway. This is worse than Wild Ways.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I was looking, let's find some other Joe Mad stuff on here cuz like we where's Cannonball fights uh
0: Juggernaut and then I mean that story is bad also.
1: Hold on. No, no, I was thinking about... All right, down at 4.11, we have Cannonball Fighting Gladiator, and I think that's better than this.
0: I agree. I do think that this is probably better than the G-Nation stuff at 5.49.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would still keep this... So, somewhere between those two. I think this is probably in the 400s, um, despite the latter issue. You think this
0: is better than Wolverine's Revenge? From Wolverine ten to fourteen, a story I do not have any recollection of what that is.
1: Uh, is that is that Jason Aaron? Oh,
0: it would have been vol. It's not volume one. Yeah, it's volume four, Jason Aaron. Oh wait, that's the that's the Red Right Hand, buddy.
1: Oh, that's yeah, that's what I thought it was. Okay,
0: I'm gonna put come on the Red Right Hand with the Red Right Hand.
1: Yeah, sometimes we forget to label these things.
0: <laughs> we label them what the story calls themselves, not, not what we call them. Yeah, um, yeah. This this is. Pro- I'll say because you like it, I'd put it above that. Um, I don't know how high I would put it. Like,
1: I like this better than the hunt for Xavier at four seventy two, and that's Chris Batchelor doing a lot of that. I kind of think this is worse than the Conan arc. Of really. X-Men.
0: Which all is right. it's, be,
1: it's it honestly right. comes
0: down to the the art the the Kubert art hits for me and this in doesn't. a way that we're at the same time like I think the story is insane in the yeah. content stuff like that's truly a bad story also
1: I, uh, I'm okay with and this, I like
0: parts but... of this story yeah that's a weird thing
1: but if we're putting the special in there then this is fine this is gonna be our new 469 uh, we're putting it right below the Conan arc of X Men volume two by Fabes, and above Marauders number 20, Windriders, by Jerry Duggan.
0: That's the one where everyone says Storm is great, and I'm like, yeah, that's you know. what everyone has been doing in comics for 20 years, just saying Storm is great, and not doing anything about Storm being great, and yeah, then Al Ewing comes along, he's like, I'm going to make an entire book that's just about Storm doing the coolest great, stuff you've it? ever seen. Love it. I love it. X-Men Red. Pretty good. You don't deserve X-Men Red. Like, I think I have my issues with X-Men Red, and almost all of it is, man, I can't believe they didn't get good artists for this after after a spell.
1: They really if should. If Stefano Gaselli
0: draws the whole thing,
1: then... Oh, my God. We're, we're in all-timer territory, man. Would have been amazing. It's okay.
0: Well, do you... Do you... Another would have, could have been amazing thing that I love Adam, mm. as you know. Yes, yes, is. It's the Joe Kelly, Steve Siegel era of X-Men.
1: I knew you were gonna say that, and that's what we're finishing off with this week is X-Men. It's Men so
0: weird 77
1: right? and 78 Psy War Parts 1 and 2.
0: You know, uh the the Elder Statesman of X-Men Podcasting, uh Jane Miles Explain the X-Men. Yes. Uh, has been they're they're at like right before the hunt for Xavier. Yes, in their coverage. Yep. By the way, just to put it in perspective, six years ago when we started this podcast, they were just finished with uh, Extinction Agenda.
1: Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so the
0: '90s have not been kind. Wow. to Speed.
1: Oh, there's so much of it. It's amazing they're only that So far. much.
0: They finished. They finished off Excalibur. They finished off uh, X Factor. So nice. now they're just down to X Force, X Men, and Generation X. And you know what I. Think, I think the podcast is happier for it. Yeah, that's it, that's was, too it, it was too much. It was too much bad stuff. Here's the thing: when you have to go from Ben Rob to <laughs> Ben Rob to uh, shoot, who was doing the bad X Factor? Every uh, Mackie, oh. Howard Mackey yeah, to Larry Homogen X to mm. like.
1: It's a rough time. It's a rough deal. time.
0: It's yeah. a rough time and you already made a commitment. If you haven't checked out Jay and Miles Explain the X Men, it's still good. It's still oh yeah, good killing should, it. That's that's not a plug. No. I, Jay and Miles haven't been on this show for like three years, four if
1: years. If you're probably. listening to this show and you're not listening to that one, what are you doing? It's anyway. wild. It's
0: wild. Anyway, they <laughs> have also been enjoying Cy War and all of the all of the weirdness of the Joe Kelly Steve Siegel. not because it's particularly good, but because. It is refreshing at this it, era. In, like, 1998, is... this is a cool drink of water.
1: Well, you say that at the same time in rereading this. It is interesting just how Clermontian this is. Deeply?
0: Are you saying that because this is a sh- secret Shadow King story?
1: Oh, my God. All right. So, this story essentially involves uh, the Shadow King catfishing storm, which is Hilarious. pretty amazing, right? A
0: thing that has been adapted in no less than two cartoons.
1: Yes. So the Shadow King has adopted the the spider god Ananansi as its form and has kidnapped Storm's entire village from when she was young, including her mentor. What is her mentor's name? Asante?
0: Annette.
1: Say that again? No, Annette. Annette, thank Annette. you. And Lore's Storm. And just to recap, who's our X Men team at this uh, juncture, Zach?
0: Our X Men team, it's Joe Kelly and uh, guest penciler Herman Garcia, who is fantastic, but is not the Herman Garcia that I know and love from that good Kazar story.
1: Kazar? We're not not there yet. Uh, We're also not there yet being inked by comic skater the Bear, which, you know, is neither here nor there. Um, I meant the lineup of the team. um, Oh, I'm 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 sorry. I thought
0: thought we were doing art cred here. I thought one of us cared about Art Adam. Of course we do. And Art Adams. Yes. We care about both Art, comma, Adam, and Art Adams, the artist.
1: I just don't like, like to, you know, skip over opportunities for you to talk about your boy. So, you know. Thank you. And it's so important.
0: It is. So... The the X Men are Storm, mm-hmm. Wolverine, mm-hmm. normal good. Psylocke just kind of appears on this one out of oh. the shadow, very literally. She's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Psylocke. We all know me, right? I've been off, I've off, been off page for a while doing some Grimms and Dawn stuff, and no one liked that.
1: Yep. But I'm, I'm back here to now. do some more.
0: <laughs> Marrow is here. Yes. Cannonball is here. Yes. Cecilia Reyes is here, and the boy, the one, the only Maggot, is here. My friends." I love this. Brothers and sisters, if you think Maggot is just like a thing that I'm joking about, you need to read this comic where Maggot, who is a teenager, is being very chill, very funny, and also his uniform for this is a Malcolm X tank top, but like the (laughs) X is really big, so it's like an X Men tank top, and it's great. He also is. This is this is an interesting thing that I saw from this because you don't get. This kind of intersectionality in X-Men almost ever, and on one hand, Joe Kelly's a white guy, so he can only speak so much, but on the other hand, he did it and no one else is doing this, uh, is that have Storm and Cecilia Reyes and Maggot, who are all black characters, talk about their very different ideas and experiences about Africa. Mm Mm-hmm. Where Storm's like, yeah, that was my home. And Cecilia says, you know, that's where my people are from. Like, we were taken from there. So I have I have this connection to it. Like, I want to go see my homeland. And Maggot, who escaped from apartheid in South Africa... It's like, get me even out though of he's here. he's like... Maggot's very clear, like, Africa's a giant place. <laughs> and I'm completely on the other side of it. Like, I'm <laughs> right. not close. West Africa is not close to uh, South Africa... Also, I don't want to be on that continent anymore. A lot of bad things happened to me there. That is that is interesting, and you wouldn't have gotten that uh, two years earlier with Scott Lobdell writing this.
1: No, absolutely like, not. I, don't, that, I can't there's... speak to
0: how well it's executed. And like, Could there be someone who's more intelligently speaking about these things? Sure. But Joe Kelly's doing it.
1: Yeah. And beyond that, there's a lot of charm. You know, I feel like Marrow yeah, that's and Maggot... Mega is charm. And, and is charm. Marrow as well. There's just these like really w- nice little moments throughout here where each of the characters get a chance to shine. So we think as the reader that the Shadow King is after Storm. But it turns out he's really after Psylocke because what he wants to do is institute you know, as he always does chaos on earth so that he can drink up all the pain and suffering of everyone. And we do get these goofy scenes from like the UN and the Guggenheim of like, I don't know. The, the one thing I don't understand about this is that if shadow King gets his way and everybody just murders each other, like what does he still get out of it? If there's no one left to be, and his, and his shadow king is all the to...
0: anger and hatred in the universe he's a universal constant like he can no just, i know doesn't need our stuff and we're just hearing, a like, snack There's some weird multiversal things happening here okay but you you talk about how that's kind of goofy that's just a mad bomb baby that's just mad bomb that's just kingsman like that's a tried and true comics book thing like everyone's gonna be evil now
1: yep Yep, everybody's gonna beat each other up. It's just a little silly it's, because it's not just that everybody hates and wants to kill each other. It's that they're all walking around singing like, you know, epop, epop orc, dom dom, rhyma ding-dong or whatever. And it's like, okay, w- wait a minute, what does the Shadow King do again? You know? So that's, Adam, that's it's because little... the Shadow King is an inherently silly thing. Yeah, well, before this, I don't know that we were supposed to treat it as silly.
0: No, With- but we, you and me have read the Shadow King comics. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well,
0: Shadow King's been good one time. Two yeah. times. Shadow King's been good two times. It's Legion and the time Vita Ayala wrote him. That's it.
1: I'm not sure he's bad here. He's actually kind of fun. He's got. I, like this-
0: I, I kind of like the Herman Peralta Shadow King design. Yeah, uh, Garcia.
1: He's got. It's okay. Garcia, excuse me. Um. He's got this like, you know, trip this double disguise. And once he's gotten into it, he just starts trying to, you know, manipulate the heads of all of the X-Men. Um, we find out that after Mirror Island saga, he was able to reconstitute himself in this reality um after Onslaught, because Professor X was no longer there to like guard the astral plane or whatever. I don't know, whatever. It's fun comic book stuff. Um and what's great is that Psylocke gets to use some of her Crimson Dawn nonsense of traveling through shadows to just, you know, kind of absorb him and put him into a little ball in the back of her psyche. Adam. And I'm sure that'll end well. Ad- Hold on,
0: Adam, Adam, because you're.
1: Oh, I skipped not it. Yeah, it I know. Go ahead.
0: No, wait. I don't know what you're about to say. I, I- was going to say, you know what she does to him? She puts him in a Psylocke. Oh, my God. That's, that's what right. she does! Oh, that's what that's she great. does!
1: I she it. locks
0: him away psychically. And because of that, she can't use her telepathy anymore. Yes. Like, all she has yeah. is her ninja powers. Mm-hmm. And her shadow powers. So they take that away. But also, the X-Men have too many telepaths. We all know this. And we've gotten to a point where we just accept it. But that's like a... If you're, if you're drafting X-Men, you have too many telepaths. And you have too many good telepaths. So by the time you get down to, like, I don't know, Hellion... He's not telekinetic, but, tel- but whatever. You're like, I don't, I don't want to do anything with that. Rachel Summers, love her to death, but she is like, she's not beating Psylocke or Jean or Emma or probably Professor X in a X Men draft. No, like, it's just, it's just not happening, and that's really upsetting for her.
1: Yeah, uh, this actually makes the character a little bit more interesting, you know by yeah by changing it, it up a little bit. Um, it's i been buy-
0: trying to fix Psylocke, which they have been constantly trying to do until just recently.
1: Yeah. I I thought you were going to dial me back because I skipped over the Shadow King's famous line here. Because this is an issue in 78 where Shadow King does ask for his captive X-Men to say... I don't know. Do you want to say it?
0: I want you to say that.
1: He... Uh, please, nobody take this out of context and and audio edit this into something else. But he does say so are we ready to make a deal talent fame beauty it can all be yours if you say the magic words hurt me daddy
0: <laughs> shadow king's weird really king's weird
1: but i kind of like it i like that uh you know kelly's willing to kind of like turn up the weirdness on this character and i found this very entertaining i think it's very claremontian in what it's doing and um, but also still retaining the charm of this team and this lineup.
0: The one thing about this that I think doesn't get across the way that it should is that uh, the, the ramifications of this is that they broke uh, psychic powers for everybody, like, across uh, the X-Men line for, like, half a year. Mm. Like, Cable and X-Man... And, like, Danny Moonstar and, like, several other characters were all screwed up from this. And Emma, I think. And it's just, like, barely touched on.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's tough because they they give you this one pager where it's kind of like, oh, everybody feels the psychic shockwave. But, you know, is everybody on editorial on board with this?
0: I mean, they should have been. There was one dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But Kelly still knocks it out. I mean, there's this great Marrow bit at the end where she's uh, joking about flirting with Sam. I really like that. I love the moment when Maggot goes to check in with Wolverine. And Wolverine is not okay, which is just unusual. And I I like the fact that, you know, Kelly's writing him that way. So he has such a good handle over these characters. I'm kind of surprised to say this is probably my favorite story of the week. I know it was going to be. Here's the thing. This run is like... You sit back and
0: you're like, oh, okay, actually. Yeah. It's we finally got people turned on to supernovas being good. Yes. Like it took a little bit. And people people say that now, but that's just because Jonathan Hickman liked it, also, because he <laughs> has taste. And I, I need to get people turned on to the fact that actually, hold on. I've been trying for years. The stuff with Maggot rules. You just you just didn't like it because it was weird timing. X Men people.
1: Now this is a tricky one to look up on the list, though. I'm trying to find other. You know we have.
0: This is better than the the seagull stuff. With yeah, two
1: ninety two. We have three fifty three to three fifty five. I think this is better than that.
0: Which I think that that two ninety two is only on there for sheer charm. Just because it's a charming story,
1: also. Yeah, that also has some really great Chris Batchelor art in it as well. It does um, have some. Second time I've name dropped him this episode. Let's okay. see.
0: I I think I have a spot in the list where I think is reasonable. Okay. I don't think this is better than the Amanda Sefton Magic series.
1: Oh, where's that?
0: That's a two thirty three.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I do think this is better than Cross Time Capers from X Men Blue.
1: I think that's a great place to put it. Then that would make it a two thirty four. I'm okay with that.
0: Great! I'm glad we have consensus, Adam.
1: Listen, folks, that's a fun one. If you're a Shadow King fan, if you're a Psylocke fan, if you're a, a fan of that lineup, you gotta check that story out. It's it's silly and fun, and I think the art's pretty good. It's nice. I think I think it's pretty good. Go check yeah. out
0: anything Herman Garcia has drawn in the last seven years. If oh. you
1: also want to see good art, Jesus, he's leveled incredible. up Incredible! You know how right? much
0: that guy's gotten me to want to read a Chris Cantwell comic.
1: Hey cool good art goes goes many places right so well that was fun you know we got a chance to check out a bunch of different versions of psylocke that was that was cool
0: what are we doing next week adam
1: uh let's i don't know schedule Oh, is next yeah next week's valentine's day this is valentine's day
0: yeah i've obviously convinced my wife to read all of these comics and discuss them with me (laughs) as i'm sure you and anna have discussed
1: yes Yes. So we're going on a date on our next episode. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: I'm joking. It'll be, it'll be me and Adam. That'll be it. <laughs> we'll my be on the date. <laughs> I, I, that's what I should do. I should hand my wife the ultimate X-Men comics that we're reading oh and be God. like, Hey, read these and tell me what you think. I just want to know what she thinks about Robert Kirkman, ultimate X-Men.
1: Okay. Yeah. That, that's going I'm to go not over real that.
0: well. I, I value my marriage. So I'm not
1: doing <laughs> that actually.
0: But yeah, this was a fun episode. Before I forget, I do wanna thank all of our Patreons on patreon.com slash battle the atom. If you want to be like them, you can reach deep down into your hearts and pocketbooks and toss a couple of coins into our coffers. It's five dollars. And you get a story on the list. Here's the thing. Ask us ask us to do something.
1: something yeah, list fun. is short. So let, let us hook you
0: up. Find comics find comics that you can only get at Taco Bell and send them to <laughs> us. <laughs> tell us to rank. Tell us to rank comics that were made for the movie Logan that you can only find if you dig really, really hard, uh, and find the comics that were made only for the movie Logan because there is like an actual three pager, not the, not the actually good looking one that they have in the movie where they're like, oh, they've got to find Eden or whatever. Which, by the way, somebody, if I had X Men, if if I got twenty issues to do X Men. All I would do is adapt dumb stuff from the movies and TV shows and <laughs> comics. Beef would be there.
1: Oh, God. Wait, no,
0: Beef is beef is actually from the... Com- Buff, I'm sorry, Buff from the Generation X movie. Obviously, we would be bringing in Spike. We would be adapting, I don't know, the bad Cecilia Reyes from New Mutants, I guess. You're making friends here, man. You really are. Everybody's going to be Adam, so I excited find, about these. I would find so many silly... Th- X-24... Obviously, mm. mm-hmm. we all know X twenty four. How is that movie so good and also has X twenty four in it? I'm telling
1: you, man, I don't know. That's, That's my, insane. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Do you not like the movie Logan? I think Logan is great. I think Logan would have been a much better movie. And I've had I've had this argument with people who I'm sure are much smarter than me. I think the movie Are you been, hold on?
0: Are you about to say it would be better if instead of having a clone of Wolverine it would have been Sabretooth? Yes. Yeah. The very obvious thing that they could have easily done and not changed anything except for hiring either Lev yeah, Shriver, Shriver. Or Har- yeah.
1: who or hold or on. Bring back Hire Tyler Kane. <laughs> hire Tyler Kane. I mean, who cares, right? <laughs> he doesn't or, have to say anything. He had great re- eyebrows in that or movie. Just recast it. Anyway, I didn't want to get into it. I just that's been my opinion since I saw the movie, still a great movie. It's, it's easily the, the simplest thing
0: that you could do. And then you could re-add the deleted scene where right before that a kid is playing with Sabretooth and Wolverine action figures yes. and Wolverine talks about Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it would have been so easy to do anyway. Adam, what do you got going on besides talking about how James Mangold could have done
1: a better movie? Here. Uh, nothing follow me on social, at, uh, uh, what is it? Adam Reck on Insta and Blue Sky and Arthur Stacy on Twitter. And I guess we'll see you next week for our uh, our hot Valentine's date.
0: It's gonna be a hot date, but until then, folks, this has been the Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it!